the swamp. This is DC, bitches. I feel like Donald Trump. I say what I want. I go where I want. You are in the swamp with Marcella Aberdeen and Karina Gutierrez. Hi, this is Marcella. And this is Karina. And you're listening to The Swamp. Some people want to drain the swamp, but we love the swamp. And we just want to introduce you to some of our favorite swamp dwellers. Cool. So we're currently in the Georgetown Swamp, and we're here today with Mike Paulberg. Um, he is an associate at an associate fellow at the Institute for Policy Studies. He's also a journalist at The Guardian, Jacobin, New Republic, and The Washington City Paper, among others. Um, you can find him at his Twitter handle. It's mparlberg. Uh, so we're going to start out today. We're going to talk about an explosive investigative report that Mike did a few years ago on a local favorite spot, Spa World. So for those of for our viewers or listeners out there who don't know what Spa World is, Mike, can you talk to the um, listeners and just explain to them what Spa World is? Yeah, so uh, thanks for having me on. Um, oh, yeah. So Spa World is... Uh, in Korean, it's called a jimjilbang, which is a, a basically like a spa complex. So in Korea, uh, there are saunas, um, and those are typically there's like bathhouses and there's saunas, and a jimjilbang is kind of like the two of them put together. So uh, Spa World is a giant indoor recreation complex that involves uh, public bathing areas, which are sex segregated and are nude, and then uh, co-ed. Uh, sauna area in which you go into different rooms that are heated with different kinds of uh, materials or stones and each different one there will be like a red clay ballroom and a blue amaranth room and a, a charcoal room and these all have different healing powers that will cure everything from cancer <laughs> to whatever um, and but then in addition to that there's a cafeteria there's a exercise room there's a video game room you can get manicures and pedicures and haircuts and uh massages and, massages. and then there's another thing that's unique to korea as far as i know I, I just know it in korea called demiri which is this body scrub thing which is also very mm. popular where they use abrasive sponges basically and they uh and uh they they rub you so hard that the top layer of your skin comes off and that's uh that's supposed to be very uh cleansing and uh, I've never had it done. Uh, it's, it sounds painful. I, I understand it is. But anyway, so this is, it's a very popular place mm. that uh, originally was very popular with the Korean community, uh, which is which is very large. I grew up in it. It's about eighty thousand Koreans uh, in the mostly in Virginia. It was the northern yeah, Virginia. No, yeah. So there's like there's basically like so for listeners outside of of DC. Uh, the Korean community is mostly in Northern Virginia um, and also suburban Maryland. Um, but within Northern Virginia, there's this kind of Korean corridor that starts in Annandale, which Koreans call Annandong, to the east, and then it kind of like goes through Fairfax, uh, where I currently live, and then uh, out to Centerville. And so Centerville is kind of like the newest part of the Korean community, and that's where Spa World is. So and the so Koreans this are kind is of progressively moving further west. For our listeners that might not be from the area, this is this is still considered like the D.C. suburbs, yeah. right? Northern Virginia. Yeah. So, so okay. I mean, like D.C. proper. Again, like people here know this, but like DC proper is very small territorially. So like the DC area geographically um, is, you know, the Maryland suburb and the Virginia suburb is much larger um, and actually have more population than, than DC itself. 
Cool. So full disclosure, I love Spa World and I go there all the time. <laughs> so I am a fan also. We've, yeah. uh, we've actually been together a few times. Marcella introduced me to Spa World. Yeah, Karina was a little like skeptical at first, but she loved it. Yeah, you do wear these like ugly orange, orange jumpsuits. Orange jumpsuits. It's like you're in jail. <laughs> um, we have a, yeah, we have our Georgetown, just uh, to cut in, we have a Georgetown neighbor with us. She's a mystery neighbor, but she's also been to Spa World, so she's just nodding her head. I oh, I'm surprised that you've been. Just once, and I'm happy to say it's once, so I didn't participate in any of the uh, controversial things that right. went on so, as much, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, well, so that's what I was going to say. Full disclosure, we all of us here love Spa World. That's why it's like... And we've all had a good... I mean, I, I had a good, I've had a good experiences there, so... Yeah, um, that's why it was like, like we... To read this story that Mike wrote, which is actually titled at Spa World, Questions of Abduction and Willful Refusal to Pay Wages. Wages. So, you know, as somebody who loves to go to Spa World, when you read, like, you, some of these allegations, first of all, can you talk about some of these allegations that were just, they're hard to hear because you want to, you know, support this yeah. place? Yeah, so a couple years ago, this has been officially under investigation for a couple years, though nothing's really happened for a while. Um, so I wrote the story for the Washington City paper where I'm normally there classical music and opera critic, but I also cover issues related... <laughs> you got into some heavy investigative <laughs> yeah. reporting at Spa World. But I also, I cover issues of the Korean community when it comes to... I was going to say, is that uh, what kind of piqued your interest was the, yeah, the Korean yeah, sort so of my, angle? My mother's Korean, I, you yeah, know, I grew yeah. up in that community. Um, so... Uh, and the Korean community, just like to set the scene, is pretty big in yeah. Northern Virginia. It's, I think it's like one of the biggest in the... Maybe outside of LA. Yeah, yeah. Outside of LA, New York is the third largest Korean oh, community wow. in the area. Yeah. Um, so, and... So, and actually, like, the very existence of a Jim Jilbong is kind of like evidence that you have a very large mm. Korean community. Okay. There's like oh, I've had okay. cousins who have gone on Jim Jilbong tours where they like, oh. you know, like road trips where they visit every one of them on the East Coast and there's like there's two oh, in the wow. New York area and you know like we one in DC. We should do that. We should, do that. We should totally do that. <laughs> Much more than Baltimore, I forget. But so uh so yeah, it, I mean, when it opened, it was a huge deal, and they they gave free passes to uh, like every senior citizen who wanted to come, which you know seniors love this place. And uh, sadly, one of them actually had a heart attack and died like on opening day. Oh, and, I read that in your article. And they kind of covered that up. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe that oh happened. Did you hear? You, you read I, that I read the article. I read the article, and I'm shocked. That's like, somebody. That's, that's yeah. like bad, bad, like. Well, energy yeah. oh yeah, yeah it didn't it didn't come sure. out <laughs> like they were very good at i mean it yeah this is gonna know, say it wasn't really reported that. uh but anyway that's that wasn't really so much of a scandal it's just like someone well it's sad it was you know, too hot had a heart for attack. them yeah, yeah. Yeah. she died she, she drowned and yeah. um they they sued and got a settlement of uh two hundred fifty thousand dollars uh because they said that the pools were too hot and that's what you know and she had a heart condition mm. so so that's that's unrelated to uh to this so uh so basically, a couple of years ago, there was an investigation by the Fairfax Police in response to uh, some Spa World employees coming to them and saying that they had been trafficked. And uh, just coincidentally, the Fairfax County Police Department had just recently opened a human trafficking unit, which is just one guy. Um, but this is something that uh, you know different police departments around the country have done that... I guess especially since the Bush administration, there's been kind of more a focus on trafficking. You know, mm -hmm. there's been the Trafficking Victims Prevention Act was passed with bipartisan support. It's one of the few things that kind of like Republicans and Democrats can get together with and like agree that this is bad. And so there's been more resources towards investigating trafficking issues. Now, okay. when 
Republicans think about trafficking, they tend to think about sex trafficking. And when Democrats think about trafficking, they tend to think about labor trafficking, even though like, it's all wrapped in together. And this seems to maybe have elements of both, but more on the labor trafficking side. So essentially, there were something like seven or eight uh, uh, apparent victims who, who uh, gave affidavits to the police. And that's what uh, was used for the search warrant. And so I went to the Fairfax County uh, Circuit Court and got copies of these public records um, and got copies of the affidavits. And that's what I reported on. So that's what the article is about. And the people uh, were reporting things like um, they were being held kind of against their will. Like when they'd start working there, they'd have things confiscated from mm -hmm. them, which is very typical of labor trafficking. Uh, they, you know, their passports, their identification would be confiscated. One person even had their shoes confiscated. Uh, they would be uh, sometimes housed in the facility itself. There's like even a secret room, they, they said. That's so crazy. Um, they would that say really sometimes crazy. that like, they were, they were told not to talk to the police. They were told when people would inspect the facility that they had to hide in this room. Uh, later on, they would be moved to apartments or townhouses that were owned by uh, Sang Khan, the owner of Spa World, um, but still had to pay rent, mm -hmm. and a lot of their rent came out of their salaries, and then in addition to that, they would have other things deducted from their salaries for unknown reasons, like the owner said he was going to open up a second location, so he need to like withhold pay that he had oh, paid them back later, which okay, he never did. Okay. Um, there were... Uh, there were allegations some people were just not paid at all. Mm -hmm. um, and there was one person who alleged prostitution happening on the premises. But so, so how how could they not be paid? So were they illegals? Yeah. So okay. uh, so there was so my understanding. Or I'm sorry, was they a, were undocumented. Yeah. Okay. My understanding is there's kind of a hierarchy here. Like a lot of you know ethnic businesses. Uh, so that in spa world there would be Koreans and Latino workers. A lot of the Korean grocery stores are also like, you know. The cashiers will be Korean, and the people who stock the shelves will be Latino, that kind of thing. In this, uh, there's there were kind of three categories. There were Korean, Korean Koreans, there were uh, there were Korean Chinese, and then there were Latinos. Most of the victims here were Korean Chinese. They tended to be undocumented. They tended to maybe be, have been trafficked. Okay. Um, so they're ethnic Koreans. They spoke Korean, uh, but they came from China rather mm -hmm. than from uh, Korea proper. Um, you know, under bad conditions, and they tended to do the hard work. So they tended to be the masseuses, uh, the people who did the demeries, um, kind of like the, the, the rough physical labor. They tended to be the people who were undocumented, and they tended to be the people who would be hidden in rooms and not allowed to leave, that kind of thing. How were they even, how, I mean, because so when you think about immigrants from South America and Latin America, it's obvious how they're coming over. They're coming over the border. Mm -hmm. Um, or, you know, maybe on a boat and they're landing in South Florida or something. But how are they getting, how, how are these uh, undocumented immigrants from Asia getting all the way to, you know, how are yeah. they? In a lot of different ways. I mean, most of it, they fly. And like a lot of times they, when they come here, they will come here legally and mm. they'll overstay their visas. Right. So this is one of the myths about, you know, illegal immigration in this country is that it's all people sneaking over the border, like, you know, the right. Rio Grande or something like that. Mm. And... Uh, a lot of people who are here who are, you know, I guess technically we'd say out of status means they came here with status and then they fell out of status. They came here on tourist visas, you know, and a lot of times that will be if they were trafficked, that was arranged by the the people who are hiring them or sometimes by a third party middleman, like a, a labor broker. And a lot of times that means they'll owe a lot of money to that person who arranged their passage over and will be paying them. Again, this is one of the reasons why they might have been not paid at all because they were essentially indentured servants. They were working off a debt that they had uh, they had to pay back to maybe the owner of Spa World, maybe, you know, to this broker in between, who knows. 
Um, but a lot of them say like they were they were brought over under false pretenses, and uh, you know they thought they were going to get some kind of sponsorship, and they didn't. And just to be clear, so it was the police that kind of started investigating first, or did people actually go? Because you were saying now that, that trafficking and and that's sort of like a bipartisan issue. Yeah. Like, it, how did the investigation spark? No, my understanding is the people went to the police. Oh, they went to the so, police. So, okay. uh, I mean, these people were invest were were interviewed by this guy, you know, right. you know, the human investigating unit. Um, and so that's what gave them the search warrant to go on the premises, apparently confiscate some some records or whatnot. Um, but then, kind of like what you alluded to at the beginning, nothing really happened. Right, yeah, so like what's the status now? Because that was in 2014, so yeah. what, what kind of came of these allegations? So the short answer is nothing. So yeah. this is this bizarre and maddening yeah. thing. And I have to say, like as a journalist, I have never gotten more email about any subject, any story that I've ever written besides, you know, like more than this one. Like to this day, like I mean, people for are still, cause yeah. I, th I think it's because people like love it so month. much yeah, that it's like, it's the same with me. I'm like, I want to go to Spa World, but like, I don't want to be supporting something bad, but then it's like, because I don't know, I just keep going, to right. be honest. Yeah, so... Full disclosure. That's the thing. Most, <laughs> most people write to me say, like, it's kind of like, please tell me this isn't true. Yeah. Some people get really combative. Like, one woman, like, you know, wanted to come to my house and, like, see the, the affidavits herself. I told her, like... <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> because she said, like, I've got a bachelorette party we're going to do, and, like, you know, like, I don't... Spa Yeah, but it's like, I don't want to feel guilty, so, <laughs> you know... Well, I mean, because like, I'm thinking now, you know, Washington City, Washington City paper, where this was published, is a reputable source um but for example like we're just going through you know we just can't you know we just went through pizzagate <laughs> um, sorry off the record we were talking about pizzagate is what karina's referring to right we so, were personally investigating Colorado. yeah yeah we're that's we have an investigative unit at in the georgetown podcast house for pizzagate no sorry go i on. shot off around so, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it just seems really strange um you know, that there's still all this mystery surrounding Spa World. Yeah. Um, so so what I, I've periodically kept up with the Fairfax County Police just to, like, see, hey, do you have any updates? And they always say no. Uh, just a weird side note is, so they had a press officer. I mean, they still have press officers, obviously. But the guy I was in contact with for a long time eventually stopped returning my emails. And I thought, well, I guess he's just sick of me. And then I later read somewhere that um, he had been arrested for child pornography so they got rid of him wow obviously you know there's layers to this do you feel like there could be some sort of corruption <laughs> going on yeah. like I don't know somebody's protect the spa world has political <laughs> connections and somebody's protecting the maybe. owners of spa world be careful talking about this or get like right oh actually maybe we should ever cut this <laughs> no, out no, 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 no. <laughs> i'm joking i'm joking i mean we're a lot of because nobody's saying anyway. anything we're just speculating i, I, I don't, I don't want to get curious yeah i think we all did they make any changes i mean that's the main as far as I don't know. So I, what I tell people who write to me is this. Look, if you they are the kind of person, if you believe in innocent till proven guilty, mm. they have not been proven guilty. Okay. So, you know, if, if that's okay. how you feel, you know, go with a clean conscience. If you are someone like me, who is like anything that has even the whiff of mm. trafficking, you know, like. So you don't uh, go too, there anymore, I don't, Mike? I, I don't go. go there, yeah. So like, you might... were there the other day, Georgetown neighbor. I had, I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I just my intuition told me there was something rotten going on there. Did you really? As I was enjoying my massage, I was like, "This is so wrong." I mean, they, you know, they offer great Groupons, but I mean, this is something that is sort of related. But if you remember, like the New York Times had this investigative story about uh, nail salons in New York and how like 
you know, how is it that all these New York nail salons are able to offer like 24 hour manicures yeah. for like ridiculously yeah, cheap yeah, prices? Yeah, yeah, like, you I get a manicure like 10 bucks at like that. 3 in the morning. Yeah, yeah, and the that. answer is because they're not paying these, these right, women, right. you know, immigrant women that, nearly, yeah. you know. I mean, and this is kind of another labor. argument as to why we need immigration reform because we have a black market for mm -hmm. labor. And it's, it's really scary when you start thinking about these. Conditions. These conditions, yeah. um, and they, you know. And again, this well, is one of these myths about immigration that it's just a Latino issue, yeah, and it's right. not. It's There's not a lot of Asians, um, you know, a lot. There's it's big business. People make a lot of money off it. So for my day job with the Institute for Policy mm -hmm. Studies, I also research labor issues and some trafficking mm -hmm. issues. And you know, the ILO is estimated something like an eight billion dollar industry of like trafficking. You know, yes, and like specifically huge. labor trafficking. I'm not even talking about prostitution. Yeah. Just it's you know, huge. people making money off of like moving people under false pretenses or, you know, coerced conditions. Mm. But also to work people for tend money. to forget that it, when trafficking comes to mind, you, you come when trafficking comes to mind, you always think, oh well these women that are being secreted into the country and are drugged and but actually a lot of trafficking also happens within the country. Like, you know, whether it's um you know, teenagers who are lured to something um, under false pretenses and then they end up being trafficked or it's actually I read an article the other day about how this middle-class girl, 15 years old, got trafficked um, right underneath her parents' nose, noses and they didn't even know about it. They had no idea. She just disappeared for three, four weeks until they found her. And it's just, it's just the psychology of trafficking when you're in it. It's, it's very It's scary just to think that this is going on here, um, you know, especially in this area. Yeah, uh, well, I'm sure, especially in this area, any place where there's, you know, area. like big gaps in wealth, and yeah. I mean, the other thing I look at is, uh, I, I've done some research. I wrote a report on uh, trafficking regarding uh, domestic workers, mm -hmm. and there's tons of that going on here in D.C. Because mm. you know, who do domestic workers often work for? They work for people who work at the World Bank, people who work at the IMF, mm, people who get embassies, bankers. and <laughs> a lot of times, like these, you know, embassy people will bring them over from their countries yeah, yeah. and pay them next to nothing because, yeah. like, that's not well. You know, we don't have to abide by U.S. labor law. Right, uh, you know, right. where we're from, and same thing. They keep them, you know, like uh, basically. Uh, jailed in their houses, they're not allowed to leave. They confiscate their uh, uh, their passports. They tell mm -hmm. them, you know, like we'll we'll go to the police. You know, we'll we'll deport you or whatever if you uh, you know if you do anything. And then they'll be working essentially twenty four hours for the you know the equivalent of like a dollar an hour. That's crazy. I just wanted to switch because there was actually another scandal within this spa world. Um, article which was about this trans woman who was in the bathroom and they ended up kicking her out or I think some of the customers were uncomfortable correct me if I get any of this wrong yeah. um, some of the c customers were uncomfortable so they kicked this trans woman out and in the wake of that they issued this pretty um, controversial statement <laughs> and if I laugh it's not because I think it's funny it's just you'll you know it is kind of funny it is funny given if you know <laughs> spa world but they wrote, it is our policy to not accept any kinds of abnormal sexually oriented customers to our facilities, such as homosexuals or transgenders. Sorry, I don't think this is, I just can't believe they Which would be this news statement. to the thousands and thousands of gay customers who they have. Right, exactly. Yeah. Also for the safety and comfort of young children at Spa World, we strongly forbid any abnormal sexual behaviors and orientation in our 
responsibility. I'm sorry, again, it's just so ridiculous. Despite the controversial issue of homosexuality and transgender, it is our policy to not accept them, which is... Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, they issued a retraction, to be fair, because I think there could have been some lost in translation. Like Mike just said, there's a big gay population that goes to Spa World, so there's an irony. And I think they realized that, and they issued a retraction, but... Um, this kind of speaks to the bigger issue of trans people in bathroom in general. Like, what's sure. the status with that right now with Spa World? Do you have any... Uh, uh they, that pretty much got swept under, too. I okay. Mean, so... What is going on here? <laughs> so this is this weird thing. So, um, okay, so the, the short of it is, as far as I know, and I wasn't going to break this story. This is, uh, I think it was, it was a very local paper, um, that did this, uh, story. So, uh, a trans woman... Uh, was a customer at Spa World and uh, was asked to leave by management because the management claimed that other customers in the bathing area, which is a, a nude area, um, felt she looked too masculine. Mm-hmm. And so that's bad enough. Um, but, you know, they kicked her out and they claimed, you know, well, hey, it wasn't us. You know, it was, you know, it was the customers who wanted this. And we just, we had to pick a side. So, you know, that's bad. But they could have kind of left it there and probably wouldn't have gotten worse than, than it did. But then... She filed a complaint with the Better Business Bureau, and then uh, a local paper, I, I should give him credit, I forget, I think it was the Fairfax Times, but I could be wrong, um, uh, did a story on this and then asked her, and then called the Spa World for comment, and Spa World gave that response as a comment. Yeah. Sorry, accept, again, I wasn't laughing at what it said, it's just yeah. given the fact that there's a large gay population, yeah. and it just course, seemed like, I don't know if they knew what they were saying And of course, gay and transgendered are totally well, not the too. same thing. It's not an orientation. Yeah, and but, but anyway, you know, like, the, the person who said this apparently is just, like, the person who, like, answered, answered the, the phone, yeah. you know, Clearly who they claim, was, you know, like, English was not his first English, language, yeah, and, yeah. you know, it was not authorized to speak on behalf of the spa world, and they walked oh. it back. But, walked it back. Um, yeah. okay, so for one thing... It, that was actually totally legal, and this is something that you oh, know we that's interesting. we should keep in mind in most states. So, like with all like the what is HB two in in North Carolina, mm-hmm. um, there's this attitude that like okay, there there's certain bad states that are passing laws that are actively discriminatory, like North Carolina. Like yes, that's true, but that's not really like that's not not the totality of it. Like mm-hmm. most states, they simply don't offer any kind of discriminatory language that covers gay people or trans people. Well, I I guess, and also, there's a difference between public and private sector. If you're, like, a private business, you have, I think, a right to refuse service... Legally, in many places. ...to anybody you want. So, in Virginia, They don't have to say that, you know, it's because you're gay or Muslim or black or whatever, you know? But in the public sector, as government concerned, you cannot, of course, but, you know... If if they pass those laws. And usually, it's easier to pass laws that uh, prohibit that kind of discrimination in the public sector than the private sector. So, Virginia, interestingly, did pass under the current administration, um, a law that does cover LGBT people uh, from you know, hiring discrimination, but only in public sector jobs. Mm. Uh, in the private sector, there's no language that says you can you cannot be fired for being gay. Mm-hmm. Um, and in most states, uh, they just don't include LGBT people in hiring uh, and just like work discrimination. Uh, however, race, you, race and religion usually is. So like if you were explicitly fired, mm-hmm. which is very rare to prove. I've also done some legal work. Uh, there's a there's a really good organization in D.C. called the D.C. Employment Justice Center that does a legal clinic for people who have uh, problems on the job. And so I've I've done this for years uh, as a volunteer. I translate. Uh, I'm a Spanish translator. And um, 
so a lot of people come in with discrimination claims and you just can't prove it mm -hmm. because okay why did you get fired well, like obviously I was fired because I'm Latino or you know whatever and it's like okay like well did they tell you that mm -hmm. and they say like mm -hmm. no and that's the thing like if a boss just doesn't tell you the reason why they're right. firing you or disciplining yeah. you it's really hard to prove that you know that it, they're discriminating against you for that reason. Is that what happened at Spa World? Uh, well, this is so. This is not an employee. So this okay, is okay. so this this is oh, another this, layer this thing. Yeah, it's it's layer. so yeah, it's yeah. it's eve it's rare enough uh, for any state to protect LGBT people from discrimination in hiring. Mm. Um, and even when that oh, does happen, it's usually only within the public sector, only government jobs, because that's you know what they're able to uh, do. And then the next thing that they do sometimes is say like okay well if you're private sector but you you rely somewhat on public money then we can pressure you to you know we can pass a law that says any any place that accepts public money cannot discriminate on the basis of you know x y and z um but then there's like just customer how you deal with customers um and that's even rarer for a state to uh to grant rights to and in a lot of places uh especially in the south you just you don't say any, i mean if right if the law does not say otherwise, then and that Virginia means is kind it's of legal. The so, South then, so in um, in Virginia, yeah. it is legal to fire someone for being gay, <laughs> yes. and it is legal for someone to deny, to reject customers wow. for being gay, even though there's no wow. law that specifically says, like, you know, we specifically say you can do this. Right. It's just they don't say you can't. Oh, there's yeah. no anti. Yeah. Okay. No. Wow. Okay, I didn't realize that. So basically, that scandal just like it pretty much blew over. Blew over. So, yeah. which is. Which is again there wasn't really sad any legal and funny because anyway. yeah, but they you know people could have boycotted. Right, that's true. That's <laughs> true. But so no lawsuit. But you're right. The irony um, I think you were going to mention was that most of the male side I think is yeah, so very is heavily that, homosexual. Yeah. It shows how much people love spa world. It's true. Yeah, they're willing to overlook it. So <laughs> or maybe they don't know to be I, fair. Well, I mean, and this is something that this is something that I so, found. Well, well have any lawsuits actually been? I just don't been, check it on Facebook. No, as far you as I know, know? This, there this, haven't this, been any lawsuits. As far as I know, this is the only this is the only case of someone actually be. I imagine now they're being careful about about that. But you know, this is kind of like Marcel was was alluding to. It it's kind of like an onion headline. I mean, it's like to think, you know, it's like evangelical Christian owner doesn't realize he's running like the DC area's largest gay bathhouse, which is essentially what this is. You know? yeah. I mean, it's like an onion hat. <laughs> like, so we again, don't condone these behaviors. Meanwhile, like I, mean, I know uh, guys, I personally know guys who have like hooked up in those bathrooms. Yeah, and I think that's what they're talking about. So, yeah. so I think they actually were referring to there have been some incidents in which like guys have hooked up. They're like, we in don't condone the this. And, you know, like, as a, yeah, as customer a former be... customer, I don't, you know, yeah, I don't no, to have be people fair. having sex in front yeah, of me. Yeah, no, you know, I like, understand that. And this, you know, yeah. it is, you know, a family-friendly, you know, there like, open there, to everyone. Yeah, sure. there are kids there, for sure. Yeah, that's um, true. But yeah. it's something that's also this weird, I, I think it's kind of beautiful about, like, Northern Virginia and, like, the D.C. area, this kind of, like, clash of cultures in a way. Because when this opened up, it was really aimed at the Korean mm. community. Like everyone went there was Korean, and then right. it started getting. Uh, it started getting. It's uh, a melt. I have to say, up. what I will say, very positive about Small World. It's such a melting pot. Yeah, it it's like com all communities are there. Yeah. So it started. It's what the after world the should Koreans, be. Like. It started getting discovered by Russians and people from you know like mm -hmm. former Soviet Union because you know there's a big. You know. They well, have bathhouses too. There, yeah, there's a bathhouse tradition in a lot of places right. in the world. So like you start when I started going there, first it'd be all Koreans, and then I'd hear like a large number of people speaking Russian, and like the, the owners started picking up on this, and so for for a long time like all the TVs were in 
you know, like they have treaties in there, and they just like have Korean programs. Yeah, I've noticed. And then they those. had like one channel tuned to something Russian, mm -hmm. and then they had like in the cafeteria they had like one item on the menu, which was pelmeni, which is like Russian dumplings. Mm -hmm. Which I'm sure they picked that just because it's the closest thing in Korean food that they <laughs> they're like Korean dumplings similar, to, you know? similar enough. They just put sour cream on instead <laughs> yeah. of you know, soy sauce. Um, and then you <laughs> know, and then it's kind of like other you know you know Turkish people started discovering it. You know, again like all the customers, all the cultures that have this, you know, started, and it's also so geographically, it's very close to Dulles Airport, and so a lot of people oh, would come there on long layovers and just like hang out. You could, it's even like a cheap hotel because it's open twenty four hours. And if right, you go right. there, you buy a pass. It's like a twenty four hour pass, right. so you can come at like eleven o'clock at night and not have to leave till eleven in the morning. Yeah, and so a perfect. lot of people, you know, like coming from different countries that just want to like hang out at a spa. Uh, would do that, and then of course they marketed themselves. They they offered the Groupons, and so that yeah. started attracting the you know frankly white hipster crowd, and so a lot of people started coming out from D.C. Right, right. <laughs> Sarah's waving. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, it's it's this it's this weird thing where now you go there and it's kind of like half Korean, half not Korean, mm -hmm. and the people who are not Korean and not Russian, you know, mm -hmm. and not like you know from another part of the world, you know, I I I, I don't mean to stereotype, but it's just, it seems like half of them. Are gay, you know, it's just like okay. a huge. Gay uh, the male side, the, the male that's side. what yeah. I've heard. That and did, you know, yeah. like I've gotten cruised there. I guess that's what you say. You know, like it's it, and it's just like it's now it's kind of normal, right? But it seemed to be this thing that either the owners were oblivious to, or you know, or, <laughs> or they just they got just some random care. person on the phone. I'm just like said. my sense of just kind of like you know knowing the Korean community, they probably like that statement that they made is like we don't accept abnormal sexual behavior <laughs> yeah. people like that's the kind of statement they would make to the koreans right, <laughs> right. Know, so I think to like, reassure their korean customers right. like don't worry you're not going to like run into any gay people here and then of course they're talking out the other side of their mouth to like all of the their you white know, hipsters white hipster and gay customers like right. yeah sure come over you know we love you well they did like i said issue a retraction and say it was a, a language barrier and that they didn't mean that so then i think they realized okay we got to switch yeah and i think that's, i crowd. think it's true they didn't mean that but as in like they didn't mean to say that to the wrong audience Right, I right, think they're right, totally right, right. fine with saying homophobic that, things to, to reassure their, their Korean their customer base. Their base audience. Interesting. So should we yeah, switch gears yeah. into the next uh, the next we're, story? We're going to keep following this spa world Oh yeah, so um, just, just to give you like a, a, a status report yeah. so I don't get more emails, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, it's officially not a closed case. But this is, it's been two years, you know? So like you think if they're going to make any arrests, like they would have made it. They, all they, they tell me is, okay, we haven't made any arrests yet, but officially it's an open investigation. Now, what I think that means is they're not going to ever make any arrests, period. But for whatever reason, they don't want to officially close the investigation because they want to like leave it open Just that they mind. And I think in that's, case something happens, I think that's to put pressure on the owners to okay. say like we're watching you. Okay. You know, well, you know, one time else. I was there and I heard them say, "Where is so and so?" And they were like, "Oh, she's in court today." So I don't know if they're still. I mean, I don't know if that had anything to do with anything. But we're we're gonna keep following it. We're not gonna like let this one just you know we're not gonna go there without having this in mind and like i think the pressure is good so yeah you should do a pizzagate style investigation yeah we'll do yeah without without any any without any violence but yeah i feel like donald trump i say what i want